0: cliffcentral.com But now why are
1: you not singing? I don't understand. I what, couldn't I
0: couldn't follow. follow. Said something like something like that. But you know what "figile" means,
1: can't you follow from there?
0: Why don't you follow?
1: <laughs> no, that's not my game. You're oh, pushing your me gig. into a corner here. What's your problem? It's just that people have wanted to hear you sing for many weeks now. It's been a while. It's been a while, they're missing you, they want you to sing.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Tune in next week. <laughs> this guy's all about promises.
1: Oh, <laughs> Under-delivery, <laughs> over-promising. Wow, wow, Well, wow. in line with our topic today, maybe. <laughs> San Nogi, welcome to the show. It's Frankly Speaking. Rory Sung and Andrew Levy back in the saddles. Uh, we've been away for a little bit. Um, just uh, planning, thinking, doing yeah, mostly doing nothing. Not thinking though. <laughs> that <laughs> no, you that, thinking. that comes
0: difficult, eh?
1: What have you been up to?
0: Nah, this and that <laughs> Here
1: and there <laughs> You know when people say that, you know it's dodgy, dodgy, dodgy This guy, you know, like when they talk about political party trails It's no wonder this is now what we're doing for the next few weeks We're talking about politicking I wonder what this guy's I've doing in the background I've perfected my laugh eh? yeah, I wonder what's happening in the background here right? I have
0: perfected my laugh, that's what I've been doing But um, let's get on with it, Andrew mm. um, Talk to me, what's happening? So uh, a lot's been happening. We're back. We obviously we tend to look at the hot potato issues, uh, ask the questions that everybody seems to find difficult to ask. So and we should to, be
1: asking about putlemkise and uh gigabyte. Oh,
0: spare us, spare us, spare us the, the
1: slideshows, dude.
0: Spare us the the, the, the train <laughs> smash on that one. Um, but uh, a, a more a more significant thing has been happening, of course. Uh, uh, there is, uh, the ANC, um, election campaign. So in December, the ANC chooses its new leader. Um, mm-hmm. so, and it will definitely not be Jacob Zuma mm-hmm. as things stand. I mean, this is a crazy world we live in. Well, that's one positive, um, right? That he's
1: not trying to stand for a third term.
0: You don't know yet. You don't know this. And, and, and he might decide rather than stand, just take a third term. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these things happen yep. on this continent, but, um, uh, so one of the front runners of course uh, in that race is his former wife mm-hmm. Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma mm-hmm. Dr Nkosazana Dlamini yeah, Zuma careful, to you please. Please. please just be careful uh, about because that, as right? as a journalist she's found out that name. as a journalist that found out recently you don't just call her mrs dlamini zuma or mrs zuma she mm. is doctor she worked hard for that title mm-hmm. um and um she so she's she's one of the front runners and we thought you know what Let's have a look at this. Um, she's just come back from the AU and you don't really see a lot, uh, at least in the South African media around her time at the AU. Mm. So it was, we, we thought it might be a useful, it might be a useful opportunity for our, for us to ask, in our typically provocative way, is africa 's garbage south africa 's treasure mm-hmm. um she she left under what seems to be if you read all the reports and so on uh she she didn 't get glowing commendations for her time at the mm-hmm. a yeah. u uh, after serving just one term um so it might be it's interesting to then see that this person that uh, the rest of the continent uh, has 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 rejected essentially um is now being positioned to become the leader of our country mm. um so in that sense we ask is africa's garbage south africa's treasure
1: i'm i'm fascinated by this because uh dr dlamini zuma has filled many roles, uh, in her lifetime. Um, she was, she's a doctor, she's an activist, she was an, uh, you know, an academic at, at stages. She then, uh, then filled, uh, roles in ministries throughout our democratic governments. So that's very important to realize through, from Nelson Mandela. Right throughout. Right, right since throughout. Right she, throughout. All through. Our democratic era And uh, Mr. Zuma himself Mm. So she's been there for a while She's very involved in the Women's League Um, She seems to have the support of uh, the Young Lions as well The ANC Youth League Um, And to be honest and fair I didn't know a lot about her Um, You know, you, you read the headlines You hear the reports You hear the journalist snippets And you're like, well, okay, that's fantastic But didn't really go into depth about who this woman was and upon reading uh, the last few nights just about uh, who this woman is and her career i actually got quite afraid i I got quite fearful um she she said a report in the star on monday that you know she's not here because of someone's so-and-so's name Mm. right she's here on her own accord Mm. and i truly do believe that but there is this Discomforting feeling That when you're married To someone for For 20 odd years You build a life together You build businesses together You build ties together mm. Those don't disappear When you divorce
0: Yeah but I don't know man I mean how many How many leaders Have been divorced um, Or have ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends. We've got a minister of finance that can't seem to, uh, that can't seem to get rid of his ex-girlfriends. It's, 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 I don't see it as a big, (laughs) I don't, I don't see it as a big issue. The big thing,
1: the big issue is, are these interests aligned? You know, I, I truly believe that she, she might even have good intention not to, um, be just the full person for Zuma and keep Zuma Inc. going. But I do wonder if, um, her interests are aligned with Zuma's so much more than Well, so that they've got four kids.
0: Him. They've got four kids together, right? Mm. And, um, in, 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 in some of the corridors, um, and in the grapevine, I've heard that, um, she was initially slated to be part of the, I think, Mbegi slate, um, in Bulukwane. Um, and she withdrew. And the, the primary reason for her withdrawal, um, was that, you know, Zuma is my, is the father to my kids. Um, how do I run against him? How mm. do I, you know, how do I go into this very um, dirty fight against him when um, at the end of the day, I must still uh, share the the responsibilities of parenting with him? Uh, so there is a very real and of course, we've heard recently reports that she spends time at Ngandla. Um, and with some people raising the question, is she really an ex-wife? And mm-hmm. I think I, I read somewhere a lot, uh, around that time that, uh, in African culture, in African tradition, there's no such thing as an ex-wife. Mm. So, 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 so there is definitely, um, a merit in the idea that they, 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 are shared things, uh, least of all just being the fact that they, they, they are parents together. Um, so, and that would then also then, you know, imply a certain loyalty to, to Zuma. And of course, this is a big issue going into, into the next election because, uh, the, the, the common, the common, the commonly, um, believed thought around this is that zuma needs to have somebody handpicked uh, to take over the presidency because whoever comes in next would have the power to make sure that the charges that he hasn't yet uh, stood for um he ultimately stands for and
1: it's interesting that godzana lamini zuma is seen as that person what fascinates me is that she seems to be going quite hard on the fact that she's a woman and that the patriarchal society is you know she's going to fight against it and that she's a, you know on her twitter account she she actually says she's a gender activist um Nomboniso who who's been a a, a guest on the show before had a very interesting uh, twitter debate about how gender activist are you really um and she cites two really interesting moments the first is obviously the quazi affair um which we we know about regarding the accusations, I suppose, at this stage um, of um, the alleged rape of uh, Mr. Zuma with Kwezi. And apparently Kwezi is a friend of the family. Mm. Um, Kwezi would have uh, indicated that she would have said uh, Zuma is uncle. Uh, or referred to her as uncle. So they were close is what I'm saying. She kept very silent on that. Mm. And, uh, another one, which is, which is more important was when Dlamini Zuma was Minister of Foreign Affairs, Norman Mashabane, uh, was accused of sexual harassment. And this wasn't an idle accusation. And apparently, um, Dlamini Zuma backed Mashabane and ignored evidence presented to her. She shunned advice, including from her DG at the time, which was Sipo Petyana. Mm. Um, so there's, you know, and in her A U chin will speak to Simon Anderson, and he's the Africa editor at the Mail and Guardian about um, her tenure at the AU. I mean, one of the biggest issues is South Sudan, where they're using... Um, Gang rape as, a, as a, a method of warfare there mm. She was totally silent on it It's been quiet on it So this kind of thing the, of her being an, a woman what, the, do you, what are your feelings on that?
0: There is an interesting question here So first of all uh, we, we, can we can judge <laughs> her We can judge her on the basis of being a woman And not doing enough for women issues mm. But then we can judge her as a leader In relation to other leaders So which other leaders have 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 raised the mantle, right? So uh, here we are th- talking about punishing a woman for not standing up for women issues. Mm. We're not punishing men for not standing up for women oh, no. issues either. So
1: so that that's 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 an interesting thing to look at. Um, uh, but w- well, one remember, of th- we're not punishing her because she's a woman. We're punishing her because she. Self-entitles herself as a gender she, activist. She labels herself as exactly. a gender activist. Yeah. Well, so that's a different story. Well, it's, it's it's
0: something worth looking into because if you look at the reports, I mean, Simon will will, will be here shortly and he'll he'll give us. He says um, in in his article on her time at the African Union that one of the good things that she did. Uh, was to bring gender parity or at least push for it um within that environment and um to the extent that uh and and sounds like she was successful on a number of fronts so uh, she has done some um she hasn't she probably hasn't succeeded completely but hey um, you know, let's judge her on a merits, and and that's the whole that's the whole point we're having this discussion to say. Well, if she failed so dismally as some say, um, in the at the African Union, what hope do we have in South Africa that she's going to mm. be this amazing
1: person? How does her re- how, how does her track record stand up? On the line is the African editor at the Mail and Guardian, uh, Mr. Simon Allison. Uh, Simon, good morning to you. Thank you ta- for taking some time out to chat to us today. Um, we. Looking at Nkosana uh, Dlamini-Zuma is uh, Africa's garbage, South Africa's treasure, and uh, we wanted to. You, you wrote an article a little while ago about this, and wanted to get your buy-in. Just give us your thoughts about Lamini zumas tenure at the African Union.
2: Um, good morning. Um, well, you know, when she left the African Union, um, I thought it was time to really write a the wrap of, of how she'd done and, and, and consult a whole range of diplomats in civil so society and people who'd worked with her. Um and, and just to get a get a real sense of of what her term was like. Because, you know, there are these conflicting narratives. Um some people say she was terrible, other people like the ANC Women's League, um, hail her time at the AU as, as a roaring success. So what is the truth? Um and to be honest, I was quite taken aback with the um kind of responses I got which were were overwhelmingly negative. Um, And and um, the the negative perceptions of her focused on a couple of different issues. The first issue, and this came up very prominently, is that um, Madame Dlamini-Zuma was very insular, that she surrounded herself with um, a very tightly-knit team of South Africans that she brought into Addis Ababa, and she um, really refused to engage very much beyond that. Even ambassadors to the African Union had to wait a couple of months before they could get an appointment to see her, whereas her predecessor, Jean Ping, he'd had an open-door policy um, that anyone could come and see him at any time. So that really didn't um, count in their favor much. You know, at one point, in Addis, there there was a joke going around that they uh, only serve pup in the canteens now um, because uh, of that perception of of a bias towards South Africa from her. a second issue that was really important and really affected her um, ability to do her job was the way in which she was elected. So the, the election um, for African Union chairperson, which she eventually won, was really bitter and acrimonious. And South Africa really had to use all its diplomatic might to bully um African nations into voting for her. Were there and were there
0: brown been, envelopes there, Simon? Is that is that what you mean by all of our diplomatic might? Are you speaking no, that's, about that's, brown that's, envelopes?
2: That's, that's absolutely not what I'm saying and, and there is no <laughs> no proof for that whatsoever. Um what I'm saying is is, you know, South Africa is an influential diplomatic diplomatic um force on the continent and, you know, we, we I think we pulled a lot of strength um, to try and, and get her into her position. Simon um,
0: yeah I just want to dig into this issue of just how awkwardly she came in, Of course, there was a gentleman 's agreement. Um, prior to her being voted in that basically said that the the large uh, the large economic powers on the continent don 't contest uh, the a u chair and South Africa in its wisdom, decided to break that gentleman 's agreement and that caused a lot of disunity um how has that How did that impact her ability to to at least uh, fulfill the mandate for which she was supposedly then voted for? I mean she went in on a divided mandate from the beginning.
2: Exactly, um, and, and really, you saw this a lot. It, it's a very simplistic way of looking at things, but, but there is this divide in that in the African Union, broadly speaking, between anglophone countries and and francophone countries, and you know South Africa was kind of able to repair its relationship with um, the anglophone countries um, to a large extent, but really not the the francophone countries, and and not most importantly Nigeria. So you had this large block of countries that were, was quite resistant to anything that she wanted to do because they saw it as a, you know, they were looking at the situation, being like, why has South Africa put so much time and effort into getting her into this job? It must be because South Africa wants to, you know, extend its sort of neocolonial agenda on the African continent through the AU. So we must therefore be on high alert to stop South Africa from uh, trying to take over the continent. Um, because she was seen as a sort of stalking horse for, South Africa's own continental ambition. And whether that was true or not. And I have my doubts that I don't think that that was the motivation for her appointment or for, for her being sent there by Jacob Zuma. What, I think that probably. What do you
0: think was the motivation?
2: I suspect it had a lot more to do with domestic politics, personally. Mm. Um, you know, that always has been, um, President Zuma's far greater concern. Um, and, you know, the the, the, proof is, 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 the proof is in the pudding, really. Um, and if this really had been about furthering South Africa's interest, well, the end result is it has not furthered South Africa's interest. Um, it really has set them back. Mm. Um, and I think anyone with a rudimentary understanding of foreign policy um, back in 2012 would have understood that, mm. would have known what the consequences were. So I, 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 I don't think that was what Zuma was trying to achieve. I think he was probably trying to keep... Um, Lamini Zuma, out of the South African fray, out of the the, the, the messy cut and thrust of domestic politics, um, so that she can indeed come back four years later with, with a relatively clean reputation on the I, national front.
0: I want us to to talk in a bit about how she seems to be characterized as this passive, and I don't know whether it's because she's a woman or it's just because of who she is, she just seems to be this passive actor in, in, in the machinations of Jacob Zuma of South Africa and so on. And even her responses, you know, when they ask, um, you know, are you, are you, how do you feel about being moved from being a minister to going to the AU? Her response is constantly, oh, I do as the ANC pleases, basically. Mm. Uh, this is supposed to be a very smart woman who has achieved a lot. So that's quite disconcerting. But before we get there, uh, Simon, I, I, I just want to, to to it wasn't unreasonable though for for South Africa to push her to be to be the president right i mean she was i mean to be the chair uh, she had done she had done what many thought was a great job uh, as a South African minister uh, right from the time of Mandela um, She was the minister of health um she was the Minister of Foreign Affairs Beghi, and then she became the Minister of Home Affairs under the zuma administration so it wasn't unreasonable was it to 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 put her forward.
2: No, look, I I think we can all agree that she certainly was qualified for the job. Um, She had the right kind of um, background. She certainly had plenty of connections in in Addis and across the African continent from her time as foreign affairs minister. Um, But but that really wasn't the point. The point um, was, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, breaking that that gentleman's agreement and um, putting her in, in that position really meant that she... You know, even with the best intentions in the world and the best qualifications in the world, I, I think that she would have struggled. To um, really make a success at this position, um, and I don't think we can we can give her the the, the, the sort best intentions in the world. I think that's probably a little too generous.
1: Simon, there's um, a lot of uh, criticism of the AU generally. Um, it's 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 hard to distinguish what was her fault and what is the AU as as an organization's fault. But let's just look at some issues across the continent that she was was the the, the silence was deafening. I mean, go from Chibok girls ebola south sudan uh somalia there seems to be a huge amount of just let's keep it feels like marikana with lonman all over again there's a huge crisis everyone's going ballistic about it and yet here is the leader going and and she was accused for being aloof so i mean what what are your thoughts could is it is it her fault or is it a situation of the au is absolutely useless and that was part of the problem
2: Look, I, I think she really had a difficult position, and, and we have to distinguish between what she could actually do and what really was outside her realm of um, competence. Um, so the you know, things that she could do were things like reforming the um, commission itself, you know, and, and, and she did a little bit of that in terms of like getting rid of the dead word, trying to appoint, appoint new people, but she didn't do that very well, and that's really a, a big failing. In terms of the big peace and security issues, she was really hamstrung by Um, You know, the African Union itself, because it is a combination of of member states. They have to vote on these big issues. And really, the the will to tackle these issues head on was not present. At at one point in her tenure, I think it was in 2014 or 2015, when the Burundi crisis was kicking off, um, she came out very strongly and said, um, no. Uh, Burundian president and Kornziza should not stand for a third term and the AU did not endorse this, um, and would be taking action um, and that was hailed as quite a pivotal moment of the AU actually you know for once waking up and trying to do something but at the very next African Union summit um, which was in January 2016 um, she received a pretty, pretty firm rap on the knuckles from the uh, Peace and Security Council of, of the AU which um, sort of said, no, 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 that's not the stance um, they we're going for at all. Um, and I think that that sort of burned her a little. So, you know, it took her a good few years to work up the courage to, to try and take a bit of her own initiative on these big peace and security issues. And as soon as she did, she, she got into trouble.
0: Simon... Um You've written about another notable woman leader on the continent, uh, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, the president of Liberia. Um, and now, you know, and how she came in on a wave of optimism and so on. And, uh, now it looks like her legacy is, is in tatters. Um, we have, we have almost a similar sense of, uh, Kosazana walking into the AU chair, um, in spite of, of the mess in which she came in, you know, coming in on the wave of being a very, uh, successful and effective uh, minister, um, and, and coming out of that role with, with, with mixed emotions. And now she's, she's being positioned for, um, the 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 role of president of South Africa um, by being president of the ANC. Um, is there something here about women leadership? I know it's a provocative question. Oh my word! Wait, it's it's uh,
1: it's and, and I'm it might be. Worried about this, Rory? Where's this guy? <laughs> hey,
0: just 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 bear with me. Um, is there is there something here about um, the the ability of institutions on the continent to? to to be led by women. So not so much that uh, these women these women come in and they're very they're very well. Uh, they they have achieved a lot. They have they have good credentials and so on. But the institutions themselves seem to be unable to be to be to be changed. Um, does this have anything to do with the fact that you know we can look at her and say her time at the AU was horrible um, and point fingers at her? But uh, ultimately, it's because she was really fighting against uh, um, a patriarchal system that has uh, that basically was was set against her right from the beginning.
2: Look that, that certainly plays a role, and I think that um, Lami Zuma knew this going in, um, and her the one really bright spot of her um, chairmanship was the way in which she championed gender and um, really tried to push greater female representation at the very top levels of African diplomacy, um, quite a few of the positions that remain unfilled in the African Union because um, she was presented with a list of candidates um, that included absolutely no woman, and she refused to even consider um, shortlists that did not have female candidates on them. Um, so just the mere fact of, of, of being um, a woman and bringing women's issues onto the very highest table at the African Union, I, I think that that was a success, and that hopefully has, has changed the way the institution conducts its business going forward.
1: I think, uh, you know, we, we can't ignore the fact that on the African continent there is a lot of patriarchy in all systems, in all, um, spheres. But I think if you do Your job properly It doesn't matter If you're a man or woman And uh, no one looks at you At the end of the day And goes oh no She's a woman If you lead correctly If you are If you, are, if you provide a voice To the voiceless In the right way I mean It, it doesn't matter What right? happened
0: to you In the two weeks That we were off air You sounded like a DA
1: person no, If God. you
0: lead properly It doesn't matter If you're black or white yeah, It's just a, me, If you just lead no, you no, know, no, no. Let me give it's you not examples, because right? you're bla- It's not so because Simon you're... <laughs> is telling us About
1: how she wanted More roles for females In the AU Which I agree on She, she often threw it back if there weren't enough candidates, right? But, for example, with South Sudan, she said nothing, right? This is where gang rape is going on all the time. This is where journalists have to take rape kits into it. This is where aid workers get raped all the time. She says absolutely nothing, right? In Burundi... That has nothing to do with her gender. Exactly. Uh, But exactly. This is where she could have taken a good stand, right? It doesn't have... It has nothing to do with her gender. She should have been able to be quite... uh, She should have been able to be a leader.
2: As as I explained earlier, there, there are you know, constraints within the African Union itself, and that would apply to any chairperson.
1: Help me understand that.
2: Well, just as explained, the the, the actual commission, the way the AU is structured is there is the African Union itself, which is the member state, and they vote on issues. The African Union Commission, of which, of course, was the chairperson, purely exists to enforce the the role, the the will of the, the AU itself. So it's more um, of a so, I mean, she had a secretariat type of role. So, so the actual, so, so I mean, she is, she, she is not and has never been chairperson of the African Union. She has been chairperson of the African Union Commission. Commission. Mm. And it's two very different things.
0: So she um, can only pronounce on what the, the African Union, um, what the African Union s- on. says. So if the African Union is silent, she can't then come and, um, and exactly. say something. Exactly. And,
2: right? and, 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 and when she tried to do that, over Burundi as, as the main example, um, she she really got firmly battered down mm, th- that's that's
0: very useful to know because yeah. you know we can get to- uh, swept up in this cloud of criticism uh, about her. Uh, the, the topic of the, of the show, of course, is, is Africa's garbage South Africa's treasure? Um, she hasn't had a very glowing, or at least let's say, let's call it the conventional wisdom hasn't been glowing about her time at the commission. What would your answer be to that question? Um, is, is, is South Africa here trying to, uh, shine a turd, as it were?
2: My, my ultimate conclusion. Um, is that Dlamini Zuma was a moderately good manager of the African Union. She was okay. Um, she got things done. There was a basic level of efficiency. Um, she was not an exceptional leader. Um, she didn't have it within herself to, to, to push the boundaries of her role, um, or to sort of turn the institution to towards another path. And of course, that wasn't necessarily her. Role, but I do imagine that that somebody else may have um, been able to to do more than she did. Um, so I think that's what South Africa should be asking ourselves for our next potential leader: do we need an exceptional leader, or do we need a moderately good manager?
1: Simon, before we let you go, one last thing um, about her, I suppose her tenure at at the AU, being the chairperson, um, she introduced the agenda 2063. Um, She gave a state of the continent address in in the most important political city in, in Africa, which was Durban. Um and uh, the economist said it quite nicely and said her flagship policy agenda 2063 is like a balloon ride over the Serengeti, offering pleasant views of a distant horizon and powered by hot air. Your thoughts on um your thoughts on that agenda 2063 and whether it's actually worthwhile and implementable or is it just a whole bunch of as the economist said hot air?
2: I tend to agree with the economist. Um, I mean the African Union if you look actually look at the policies of the African Union they are phenomenally good um by and large you know really progressive um really forward thinking the only problem is those policies are almost never implemented um and that is really the big gap so i think agenda 2063 fits into that um the, 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 the nice wall of shiny policies that the EU has that um, at the moment aren't looking like going to be implemented anytime soon
0: Simon, I just uh, one last question. I know Andrew said last, but you know how it is in this industry. <laughs> you always uh, gotta have the last. <laughs> <song>. <laughs> no, You're no, I just gonna, like it. no, uh, it's on. always it's always great. Um, or at least uh, the big test of leadership is not. When she is there, but what happens after she has left, and whether some of the good things that she has done are going to remain in place, whether things will accelerate when she 's not there, or whether they 'll slow down, which will give us an indication of the space that she occupied um, and 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 how she occupied it. Uh. Post Go la Minizuma, what is your assessment of of what will happen to the a u Commission? Um, do you think that things are going to get better there, or do you think that uh, she played a significant enough role that we're, she's going to be missed
2: um, i look I don't think she'll be missed. Um, I think that her her successor um, is going to you know keep keep the ship sailing in the same direction and probably with a lot less friction. But what is important for the future of the AU itself is, is they are currently debating, um, and it'll be this should be decided on in uh, at the next summit, which I think is in June or July this year, um, a whole bunch of reforms as to how the AU operates, um, and these reforms are, are going to try and make it a more streamlined, more responsive, more reactive institution, um, just to try and, and get it, you know, to actually be doing a better job of leading the continent, and uh, if those reforms. Um, are successful, that that is going to change the future of the EU.
1: Simon Allison, African editor for The Mailing Guardian, thank you very much for your time. We look forward to talking to you again about issues on the African continent. We appreciate you talking about uh, uh, Dr. Zuma. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, one of the interesting things, Rory, about the Agenda 2063, which I loved uh, when reading the document, and I didn't read all of it because I just couldn't, um, was one of the points that uh, NDZ NDZ made was um, that by 2020, all wars on the African continent will be ceased, mm. will stop, mm. will cease to exist. Mm. No plan whatsoever On how to do that I, I feel like
0: that. I feel like you're coming Into this conversation And we didn't I'm ask hot, yeah. We didn't ask We didn't oh, ask right, The, the, the typical right. question At the beginning of the show Like how are you coming Into this conversation yeah, But you're like true. Completely opposed to her, your questions are very anti, anti NDZ. What's what's going on inside of you about her? That's 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 that's, <laughs> that's got a, you. That's
1: a great question. I'm not really sure at my because you know here's 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 the conundrum that is Dr. Laminizuma. We look at home affairs and it might have been that she had an amazing dg under her but home affairs was was turned around right mm. fantastic mm. we look at the health ministry that she uh, looked after for so long mm. um and uh, it uh, becomes very scary um she promoted a thing called viridine which at the time of uh, hiv aids when it was at its climax was actually a toxic industrial solvent um she she uh, pioneered it and uh, was the big uh, Proponent of it and actually it as a miracle cure for AIDS and it was complete and utter rubbish. Mm. If that went through, millions of people would have died by using this toxic industrial. Mm-hmm. It's like using cleaning v- liquid for, for HIV AIDS victims mm. or, I mm. mean, mm. Uh, c- mm. uh, people with HIV AIDS. Mm. So then we, then we turn our attention to the AU and again, just reading the headlines, you know, Glamini Zuma's entire tenure there was characterized for me by two things. One, everyone disliked her. Mm. She was never in... Ethiopia and Addis, and we've both been to Addis, luckily enough. Mm. It's a nice enough city. There's no reason not to be there. The food's good. <laughs> to They're be fair, right. we occupied like uh, we were in a single... Ah,
2: <laughs> in a, don't in bring, a those five star. Don't bring
0: those <laughs> things <to that. laughs> so, Let's not even go there because... because uh, but but uh, the,
1: the, the question, though, is um, you know... So I'm untrusting is how I'm coming into this thing. She hasn't proven to me in any way that she is the person that should so turn your answer, around this country.
0: So your answer is that it, South Africa is indeed taking Africa's garbage and and trying to turn it into its treasure. Is that is that what you're coming into this conversation? That's
1: very, with? That's, uh, very loaded. That's very loaded. Uh, we aren't the, very loaded. we aren't the politically correct type. So just give me an answer. I think we're in trouble. I think we're in trouble. And uh, we should speak to someone who knows much better than I do, because I'm, again, going in hearsay and feelings. You know me and feelings, right? Yeah, totally. uh, Richard Poplack is an incredible South African journalist. Uh, he often terms himself as the turd that sits in journalism. <laughs> uh, Richard, good morning to you. You've been following uh, Dr. Dlamini Zuma around on her non-road show. Uh, how are you doing this right. morning?
3: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys?
1: So, how's uh, we're good, we're good. How's the non-road show going at the moment? Well,
3: I haven't spent so much time with her in the past couple of weeks, but the uh, trips that I did take with her, um, you know, were significantly revealing, especially considering the fact that we didn't know much about what her policy outlook would be at the time. Uh, you know, she returned from the African Union as something uh, uh, of a political cipher. Uh, now we know much, much more about her. Um, and let's just say that listening to a speech is uh, always unpleasant.
0: <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> what do you. <laughs> let's
1: just take a moment for that line. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, so, well, so yeah. what's so unpleasant about a doctor, um, a, a, an esteemed person, the former AU chair, uh, commission chair, uh, speaking? How yep, dare former... you, man?
3: former home affairs minister yeah. uh a struggle stalwart, uh, a, So where you know, do you come doctor. off where
0: do you come off saying that uh, it's unpleasant for her to speak what is it yeah. that's so unpleasant
3: Yeah that's Jews say it's all about futz ah. um, So look she lacks
0: know, I mean, she it, lacks it, that it, thing as claudie right? would say that thing Yeah yeah
3: she does not have that thing but what she does have is um, a whole bunch of buzzwords that don't really mean much we, we don't understand what radical economic transformation is at this point? We don't understand what that means in policy terms. We certainly don't understand the other buzzwords that she that she tends to use. So, really, it's, it's most of what she speaks about are these are, are these sort of, boomer-like um, policy positions that no one really gets or understands. So that's kind of the situation that we're at right now, um, and it's Dangerous in the sense that um, I, I, I have no idea what kind of government woman we have on.
1: Richard, you you are a very you're a very opinionated guy, which is why we love you so much. Um, before you you started going on the road with her in, in the earlier days, um, the AU and so on. What were your mm. feelings towards her? Just based on on your circles and hearsay that that came up. What, what were your feelings about uh, about this this human?
3: Well, the interesting thing is that I was actually, um, I was actually at the AU, um, when, uh, the, the South African government was trying to shove her through as the, uh, as the chairperson. Right. And, uh, what was so revealing about that particular, uh, that particular sort of gambit, it was clear that what the, a- the ANC particularly were trying to do was get her out of the way while all of the shenanigans here were happening. Get her off, off, off to a sort of esteemed position that would mean that she's not Caught up in the, in the, in the sort of local government shenanigans. And other African uh, countries and governments, uh, and ambassadors and, and diplomats were extremely upset by what the, um, by what the South African government was trying to do over there in Addis Ababa. So that was sort of my, my first introduction to her, um, as a, uh, a sort of a major player. Um, and she was very quiet. There was no real understanding of who she was, what she would do at the African Union. There was no suggestion that she had any new ideas or anything like that. And, um, you know, it was just impossible to know what she was thinking. Um, and that sort of carried through into at least the first few weeks after she arrived here um, back in South Africa. I had no idea who the lady was. She I mean... was just a... Uh, you you know kind of
1: like a blank shadow this is this is almost as good as house of cards and i tell you why rory and richard like this is this just shows the brilliance behind whoever zuma inc whoever is running zuma inc is just absolutely brilliant they saw a storm coming they saw a storm coming they knew there was going to be a whole bunch of rows they knew there were going to be gates coming out of all sorts of spheres so what do they do they send their like their queen Typically, their queen away just to, Mm. you know, you know, so she's still got credibility and can still hold the fort to come back in the storm with a perfect record, not involved in any of this local rubbish and, but still then control most of it going forward. Unbelievable.
0: But guys, I I need to, on, on that, Richard, uh, maybe you can give some insight. I'm, I'm intrigued by this thing that, you know, she is she she keeps saying, she's said recently as well that she she is a leader and she is a person in her own right. You shouldn't judge her on the basis of her surname and who she was married to. Um she claimed her title recently when somebody just called her Mrs. Lamini Mrs. Zuma and she said, I am a doctor I worked hard for that title and you should be refer me by that by that title. So I see that character, right? And then I hear such statements that, that that put her as the object in in sentences, not the subject. She was <laughs> sent away to remove her from the local, she will from the domestic the thing. Wants, yeah. she, will, she does as the ANC pleases. Um, she seems to be, you know, she's not on a, on a political campaign. She's just being invited to come and speak at all of these different places yeah how do these two characters reconcile like i i 'm struggling to understand how this this person who uh, who affirms her identity and independence on the one hand can be characterized as such an object to be used at the will and the pleasure of amongst others uh Jacob zuma How does that work
3: well i mean you're, you're absolutely right and it 's one of the confounding things about so many of our of our leaders here in South Africa, many of them were were incredibly courageous back in the fighting um, against apartheid. Here you have a black woman who somehow managed to a, you know, resolutely fight against the, the previous regime and somehow earn a medical doctorate in in, in the process. So this is a this is an incredible person objectively speaking, right? At the same time, the stuff that she's done inside government has not been good, and she has to stand by her record. Mm. Second of all. Um, the fact that she was married to Jacob Zuma, they have four children, and probably share a number of assets, is not something we can take out of the equation. It needs to be questioned. Um, the closeness of their, their current relationship needs to be questioned. So the weird thing is that we always have to do this bizarre associated process between the Jacob Zuma who existed prior to um, prior to becoming president, or at least during the struggle, um, and the guy who runs the country now. Um, you, you know, and it's this, this weird toggle that we could keep having to make, and it's probably one of the most upsetting things about, the, about writing about these people, is that, you, you know, it's this constant question of what happened to you?
0: What, you what do you think happened? You know, I think, I think power is a
3: terrible thing, um, and I think we don't quite yet understand the psychology of power and the kind of hubris syndrome that, that, that takes over once people gain it. Um, you know, right out of the gate, one of the first scandals, even before the arms deal, um, this was the Saraphina II, um, mm, the battle. Mm. The person involved in that was Constantine Lemihuzima. You know, so going right back to to one of you know Democratic South Africa's original sins, if we're looking around for personalities. There we find the woman who wants to be the president of the country.
0: But but guys, uh, you guys are sounding and, and and I need to take this because I feel like everybody is just anti NDZ at the moment. Um, you're sounding like haters. Uh, how you know? Is there anyone? Is 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 morality? A useful measure a yardstick of politicians, considering that there are actually none that have any morals, so it almost uh, becomes a, 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 an offset uh, type of situation mm-hmm. um, on all the, on on other issues is she not has she not proven herself? Um, at least to be, to be. I think you're the one that said that she is, you know, uh, v- her versus Balegembeta. Balegembeta might have been the the best of the worst choices. Um, mm-hmm. What is it specifically that you have against her, apart from the fact that she was married to Jacob Zuma and shares kids no, and no, no, assets no. with her?
3: It, yeah, it's it's got. You know, the dynasty issue is an issue, but that's not mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is a her record, mm-hmm. right, which is body at best. Um. She, you know, home affairs, she did quite well. But when it comes to the African Union, we have some of the issues that have been very obvious in her in in the couple of months that she's been here. an imperiousness, um, a lack of understanding of democratic processes, the fact that she wouldn't give meetings even to African ambassadors. Um, And we need to keep in mind that uh, the European Union and and other outside governments pay for about 78 percent of the African Union government uh, of the African Union budget. She would not meet with those people. So, um, and the fact that she didn't really get anything done at the African Union. All of that stuff is immensely concerning. When we add into the mix the statements that she's made over the course of the past three or four months, which have been, which have showed her to be um, resolutely within the, the, let's call it the Jacob Zuma faction of the ANC, all of that is concerning, Mm. right? Throw in the dynasty issue. Um, and throw in the fact that she's, uh, you know, a hell of a boring to listen to. You know, what am I supposed <laughs> to be doing? Standing up and cheering? You know, it's just, it's, it's not possible. I, uh... and Listen, you, you know, when it, when it comes to that morality issue, you're 100% right. Um, all of these people ultimately didn't become politicians because they wanna, you know, because they love <laughs> hugging children. Exactly. Um, they're, you know, they're tough people, but we have to judge them on their record. That's hmm. all.
1: I want to I want to go back to the dynasty issue, uh, Rory, that you you don't want to talk about here for a second. And uh, Richie, you spoke about her link to number one. Um, you know what uh, do we know of many ties to Atul and AJ? Given that they uh, really know, are number uh, one, you know. Let's be honest here. Uh,
3: yeah, look. Um, with, with regard to the group, we know we know there's some sort of tangential ties. We know that there is something of a relationship there. We know that the ANN 7 and the New Age have an award, believe it or not, called the South African of the Year Award. It's I think. It's FACI or something. And last year they gave that in a big ceremony that was televised on ANN 7. They gave the award to... um
1: Sign at no, but I mean, she deserved uh, it. I mean, look, let's see, no, let's no, see she who she, she beat. I mean, she yeah, beat Bonang. Cool. She beat ex-CEO Brian Malefe. She beat yeah. the yeah. brilliant Sheikh Mashaba. His coaching career there in uh, Bafanagan has been amazing. She? And I don't know how she beat, to be honest. Here's the kicker for me. I do not know how she beat Miss World 2014, Rolene <laughs> Strauss. I mean, I really, I have no idea. That woman is amazing. So she should have been I'm South saying? African of the year.
0: You guys, uh, you so guys, are
3: I mean, I think (laughs) Jake won a game last year. Allegedly, allegedly. No,
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
3: ahead. No, I just, what was interesting to me is I wrote a piece about the statues or statues or whatever they're called. And uh, I've never been as heavily trolled by the Grypta camp. And this was before the sort of institution of their, of their proper, um, of their proper paid Twitter campaign. It was actually Apple himself. Who was trolling me along with Pinky and a couple of the other? Uh, I actually made the front page of the New Age.
1: Oh wow!
3: Um, yeah, congratulations. Pinky wrote editorial, but how, uh, about how terrible I am, for which I'm grateful.
0: But uh, guys, help me understand, uh, Rich. You particularly, she was used again as an object, um, and she mm-hmm. was imposed on the African Union Commission as yes. chair. Um, And whereas she was supposed to bring unity and harmony and um, forward movement, she brought disunity just by her presence. She (laughs) is now being used to as an object again to try and bring unity and harmony and forward movement in a very divided anc and mm-hmm. then by implication to south africa how does this how does this factor I, i'm trying to work out the mathematics of this whole thing o- what exactly is the plan here um is she is she, are we going to see the exact same thing that happened at the au happen um in 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 south africa and within the anc which means uh, you know effectively nothing or are we expecting something to change? I mean, based on a record at the AU, coming into an environment like that, she was ineffective. Um, most yeah, people totally. say that she was she she was good managerially, but uh, it sounds like what. ANC needs right now, and what South Africa needs right now, is a little bit more than a manager. We need an inspirational, charismatic um, leader that does a little bit more than just make sure that everybody submits their travel claims on time. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, so, 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 what's what's going to happen? What, what does the scenario look like moving forward with her in the ANC?
3: Well, I mean, that's a great question. And I, I think the answer to that question is that she's been brought in to maintain the power of a certain faction within the AMC. The faction aligns to Jacob Zuma and his uh, and his compatriots. So I, I think that's that's the, the very short answer to your your question. Her job is to maintain that faction's power power base and to take it through uh, to twenty
0: nineteen. Let's assume so win that... the
3: electoral conference with that faction intact mm. and to, um, to obviously take it through to the election in 2019. Again, this assumes um, she now,
0: she's an object. Do you, do you think she doesn't well, have a well, mind again, of her
3: again. own? Yeah, you know, I, I think she does have a mind of her own. I, I really do. Um, and, and I mean, I think we need to be relatively careful about about how she's been moved around like a like a pawn. I think she's very, very much involved in this. And she's not as sort of, certainly not unwitting. She's a very, very bright human being. Mm. Um, Certainly not unwitting and certainly not unwilling. She's in. She's in all the way. Um, And the fact that she's so intelligent and the fact that she's so willing makes her extremely dangerous. Because I think she'll do, um, I think her anti-democratic instincts are far more severe than anyone who's experienced here before in in South Africa. Mm. I think she's, you know, I, I don't say this lightly. I think she's a dangerous person.
1: Stephen Hertz arguably says that um, she's even more dangerous than uh, than Jacob Zuma right now, which right. is which is kind I, of a, a scary thought uh, to think about.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the content of the stuff that she's said over the last little while, she has a severe misunderstanding of how democracy is meant to function, at least taken on, on, on the basis of, of the words that she's spoken out of her mouth. You know, but the, the she... conflation between the ANC and the government is... You know, quite frankly, even for this country,
0: shocking. Is she not so smart, as you put it, that she knows that she has to play to the gallery? And the gallery right now are people who want to hear her say those things. Um, what, what are the chances that then when she, when she assumes power, she would then. Um, begin to to take ownership because she I, she understands that the environment that she's working in is a patriarchal environment she mm-hmm. understands the people working around her. i mean she was married to the guy for a very long time and um, mm-hmm. and so she knows how to play the game and position herself yeah. uh, as subservient mm-hmm. because she needs to achieve whatever she needs to achieve and then when she gets into power we see her doing amazing things uh, maybe not uh, becoming a any more interesting than she is, but uh, certainly uh, beginning to use that power to make a change isn't is that is that too much to ask for? Is that like uh, am I well, smoking? Well, I mean, it's
3: certainly possible, mm. you, you know, without question, it's possible. But we have to ask ourselves on on the on what basis do we make that decision? As mm. first of all as ANC branch members, and second of all as voters uh, in a general election, we can only take her on the words that she said. Right? Um, I would love to think that she'll come around at some point and uh, embrace uh, the, the, you know, the democratic aspect of this country. But based on the words that she said, based on her actions, A, in government, B, in uh, international relations, I have nothing, nothing to go by with regards to that fact, except, uh, except hope.
1: Rich, just uh, let's fast forward a little bit. <clears throat> two interesting questions that I have and two thoughts that I've just been thinking about as you've been speaking. One is... Uh, a lot of people have been speaking about our, our friend uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, 17, um, mm-hmm. And, and the people supporting him, they seem. Don't confuse people. Just what, what do you mean by Ronaldo? CR17, yes. you know, Cyril Ramaphosa. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a Real Madrid kind of approach, you know, like big banners with a lot of colors. Um, yeah. no, but I think, uh, what I wanted to say was what's the likeliness, you know, Cyril loses and they actually, that actually factionalizes the ANC to the nth degree where, where, where Cyril and a number of key members, including Zwilliam Kizes, um, Mantashe, actually decide to break away and form their own party. What's what's the likeliness of that and and how successful do you think they'll be in 2019?
3: Um, I'm not sure how, um, how, let's call them the, I mean, loosely call them the constitutionalist faction. I'm not sure how they would be able to exist in ANC. That was run by um, the Zuma faction. I think, first of all, it would be politically impossible. Um, you, you know, they'd be they'd be run out of their position for the most part. Um, and second of all, I think it would be ideologically ideologically impossible going forward for them to stay in uh, in the ANC. So I think the likelihood of a split should the Zuma faction maintain power. I think the likelihood of that split is exit.
1: Hmm, that could be very, very interesting. And, and, so just to, to follow on the train of thought, let's say Dlamini Zuma wins the ANC conference in December, mm-hmm. wins the election by, you know, uh, you know, in 2019. Um, yeah. what does the relationship look like between South Africa and the rest of the continent, given the poor performance and the poor relations at the AU?
3: Horrible. The answer to that question is horrible. <laughs> um, look, I, I mean, I think there's several factors that need to be taken in mind. Um, first of all, the downgrading of the RAND has a major regional knock-on effect when it comes to the currencies of Botswana, um, Zimbabwe, uh, Namibia. Don't forget, both the Pula and the uh, Namibian dollar to the RAND. Um, and, of course, Zimbabwe, uh, pardon me, Mozambique is in a whole hell of a lot of its own trouble right now. So regionally, the knock-on effect of the downgrade is going to have a major impact, right? And that's going to alienate us from our immediate neighbors. More than we are already. Mm. Um, in terms of relationships with the rest of the continent based on the fact that the head of the ANC is Lamini Zuma, um, I, I think you can extrapolate from there by yourself. Mm. It, 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 would, it would just not be good, like
0: at all. Rich, let me challenge you, man. <laughs> Give us one compliment about her.
1: Just one. Sincere no, no, from no. the bottom it's of not. your
0: heart. Yeah.
1: No, I, I want at least five because I think the first one's easy. Come on, like Rory. <laughs>
3: you know, l- listen, she's 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 incredibly bright, and if your if your hopeful take on this on, on this scenario comes right, uh, she's more than capable of being a being a first of all an excellent manager, no question there. But also, I think a great leader. Mm. I, I think she processes and synthesizes um, information extremely well. Um, I think she. Were she to stretch herself, she would be a uh, she would be a very very good president. Um, I don't think she's incapable. That's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, in fact, I think she's she's hyper capable. Uh, the issue is what she wants to do, um, and what her intentions are, and that's that's where it all falls down. In terms of in terms of basic, you know, capability, we could do a hell of a lot worse.
0: Yeah well jeez uh, that that's a lot to digest rich thank you so much for for joining us um we'll be watching this closely and we might even uh, call you in again to 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 eat your words or to to look at you and to marvel at the wisdom that you have shared with us today um uh, it's 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 been quite interesting and quite enlightening let's 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 uh, hold on to our seats and see what happens next
1: Brilliant, guys! Thanks for having me. Rich, just give us your Twitter handle so people can follow you if they if they're not already following you.
3: It's at Poplak. P O P L A K.
1: Right, there you go, Rich Poplack, a journalist in the South African conundrum of journalism. Uh, he's at the Daily Maverick and you can follow him at Twitter this man, at Poplack. This, man,
0: this man's writing is, 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 is incredibly it's entertaining. Excellent. He starts his one article and he says, like most Jonas floating turd-like in the increasingly fetid South African press pool, I spent way too much time with Nkosazana Dlamini Zuma of late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that. You gotta absolutely love that. Rory, we didn't ask how you were feeling and now it's the end of the show. So going into it, I'm not sure where you were, but I want to hear going out of it where you are.
0: I'm still forming an opinion. I, no, I, think, don't do that. I think she's uninspiring. I heard her, I've heard her speak, and she is she is incredibly boring. But is that any way to judge um, a leader? Uh, maybe it is, especially in the times that we are. We need somebody that's going to inspire us, that's going to unite us. She seems visionary if you look at the agenda 2063 and what she managed to achieve there. But is she able to back that vision with just action and inspiration? So far, not looking good. What's your feeling on her? I don't know. She's just, she's just, uh, she's give just me a somebody. It, give me a it, I don't give me know. I, I've stopped feeling. I lost, I, I don't have a heart, as you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what politics did to you Uh, it did that to me you know that (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank you so much to our guests Simon Allison and Richard Poplak Uh, Simon is the and Guardian African editor and Rich Poplak is a journalist at the Daily Maverick doing amazing things check them out Uh, we will be out of here we'll be checking you again as we follow the road to December 2017 it is going to be super interesting let's get out of here let's get out of here if you missed any of the podcasts we asked frankly speaking is Africa is garbage South Africa's treasure very interesting Joe Vito Joe ciao ciao, guys have a good day
3: cliffcentral.com